announced, Seven, some very big changes to the way that some of the world's largest corporates operate. G7 finance ministers in London over the weekend have backed a global minimum tax rate. This will be 15%, and this uh, is designed to stop multinationals avoiding their tax obligations by funneling profits through low-rate countries. The uh, G7 also agreed the big firms should pay tax where they generate their sales and not just where they have a physical presence. So will this achieve the desired effect? Uh, What is the desired effect? Jeff Nightingale is a PwC tax partner and member of the Tax Working Group. He's with us this morning at Newstalk ZB. Uh, Thanks so much and uh, good morning. Morena, Tim. You reckon this is um, the, the way to go about it? Well, it's a good start, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this is potentially the unblocker because the OECD has been working on this um, with over 140 countries for some years now, and um, it's really the big economies, US, um, that have, been, have yet to agree on it. And with the change in administration from Trump to Biden administration, the US has changed its position. So this announcement, there's a long way to go, but this announcement unblocks that OECD process and heads us towards a new set of rules. What difference will it make to our coffers? Yeah, well, it's hard to tell. Um, The most important thing it does is means that there is a multilateral response to this where New Zealand won't get caught up in a trade war because we've got a digital services tax being designed at the moment that would be unilateral, just New Zealand saying, let's jump on these revenues. And if we did that, that would provoke a trade response from the US, which would be bad for our exporters. If we if we coattail along on this global process, that risk is, is diminished significantly. So that's the first side. The second side as to whether it would raise us more tax revenue is hard to tell. It'll, it'll, we'll have to look at the detail. We'll get more money from the multinationals that come and operate in New Zealand. But on the other hand, our New Zealand multinationals who operate around the world, they could end up paying a bit more tax around the world as well. So we'll have to look carefully at the detail. Okay, so it it might actually kind of balance out at the end of the day. We might not see any more dollars. are there rogue nations around the world that have been doing People have been talking about Ireland in particular a little bit. Has that been fair criticism of Ireland? Well, look, there are definitely nations around the world. There's the, the, the tax havens, which would be the, the real rogues. But then there are what, what I would call normal countries like ourselves who have um, concessionary tax regimes, Ireland's often used. And that encourages the multinationals before. So if you're coming out of the US and selling stuff in New Zealand, if you divert your profits, if you can get them out of New Zealand and then divert them via Ireland and leave them there and don't take them back to the US, you can save save the US taxes on that. And whereas with the global minimum tax that the G7 has proposed, um, the home country, the host of the home country will get the opportunity to top up to that global minimum, which will take the take the real grunt out of that kind of tax structuring. The big tech companies have uh, seemingly taken this quite well. They seem to think this is a good arrangement. Uh, Does that signal to us that they were actually thinking they might get hit harder? Yes, I think so. I, I think rather than harder on the tax, I think what they really need nowadays is certainty. They know, I think, that their social licence to operate is under pressure right across the world. Tax is only one of those things. Um, And I think they've decided strategically that certainty and 
a coordinated approach to tax that they can administer properly across the whole world is to be preferred to the lowest possible rate. Um, so, so it's good, and I think that's a key mechanism why this time these proposals might succeed um, because those big tech companies, mainly housed in the US, are um, supporting it. What about the mechanisms they use to funnel money around between different countries? And, uh, you know, the, the, the headquarters charging some of the outlying companies uh, a fee uh, for being part of Google or, or, or what have you. Is that kind of uh, stuff still going to go on? That What to me looks like a rort? Yeah, it, it, it will. I mean, um, an actual headquarters... So where you actually have research and development and management and marketing teams, so an actual headquarters making charges around the world, that's fine because that that's that's actual activity. The thing that is um, problematic is when you know things ta- intangible things like intellectual property is shifted to a low tax jurisdiction and only a couple of people operate it with a computer, yet that vast amounts of money flows through that route, and that's likely to um, start to shut down. Uh, because of not only this, but, uh, but we've had seven or eight years of reforms globally, but this is the, the crowning um, sort of change. Um, and the other thing that will change is that that structure won't work as well because the G7 has agreed that we, um, countries can start to tax the, the, the sales in market, even if there's no physical presence. So if a firm projects itself into New Zealand on a digital basis only, we can still, uh, under these rules, start to tax that. Mm. Interesting stuff. Thanks so much, Jeff Nightingale, PwC tax partner and a member of the Tax Working Group. It's